Free people will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise Yahweh and pass the ammunition. The Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James. Well, 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 we are living through some of the craziest times that we ever could have expected. And uh, it's, it's really something that even the CDC admits that there are more deaths by suicide because of the lockdown than from COVID-19, okay? Uh, just from this article here, Alpha News, suicide deaths higher than COVID-19 deaths amid lockdown, CDC chief warns, all right? Uh, article by... Calvin Freiberger, this is actually old news from the end of July, and I think the uh, chief of CDC uh, admitted that even more recently, but nevertheless, they haven't changed their strategy. Deaths from suicides and drug overdoses currently exceeds deaths due to the COVID-19 virus, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director Dr. Robert Redfield warned during a medical presentation earlier this month. Well, if that's the case, more people are dying from suicide and uh, medical malpractice than from COVID. Maybe, and of course, you know as well as I do, I've been reporting all along that COVID-19 is a fake disease, doesn't even exist. Quote, I think that the cost to our nation in continuing to keep these schools closed is substantial, and I'm hopeful that resources that are necessary can be made available, Redfield said, hosted by a seminar by Buck Institute. But there has been another cost that we've seen, particularly in high schools. We're seeing, sadly, far greater suicides now than we are deaths from COVID. So why don't you stop the lockdown? We're seeing far greater deaths from drug overdose that are above excess than we had as background than we were seeing from deaths come from COVID. Redfield went on to stress that this is why health must be viewed in the light of overall social being of what individual. Yeah, you're killing people. You're causing people to commit suicide. You're, you're causing businesses to be shut down. When demonstrably COVID is 99% curable to the extent that it exists and less than 1% of people die, which is about the average for any normal flu season. And that's what people are really dying from. And virtually every one of these deaths has comorbidities. So it's really obvious what's going on. They are bound and determined to force vaccinate everybody. The pandemic is designed to decrease the Earth's population. And in particular to exterminate the white race. This is what we know. This is what's going on. 
So uh, it's amazing that uh, Redfield could make such an admission and uh, mainstream media never reports it. Okay, speaking about things that mainstream media doesn't report, and uh, many of you may have checked into the uh, Team Trump press conference from a couple of days ago where they announced that the voting machines uh, have been rigged and they were even designed by people as part of the Chavez regime, the communist Chavez regime in Venezuela. And the, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so who needs a shot? Nobody, uh, uh, maybe a, a, a shot of booze <laughs> to come down to reality. It's absolutely crazy, but we know that the Rothschilds were forced into this pandemic because the global economy was shutting down because of absolute collapse in confidence in the Federal Reserve note. So they have no choice but to try to institute a cashless society. We've been predicting this for years. A cashless society, and the thing that I didn't uh, guess, I knew they were going to go cashless, and uh, I reported way back in May when I went to the first uh, you know, anti-COVID, anti-lockdown rally here in Illinois, that after that rally, I walked around downtown Chicago, and there were a lot of businesses that we don't take cash. You have to have uh, either a card or an app on your cell phone. So it never dreamed to me that they would uh, try to change our DNA so that they could uh, put our uh, brand us, virtually brand us, with a number, a code, whatever you want to call it, and change our DNA so that uh, our own bodies will be used as slash credit cards, record keeping, uh, in, file <laughs> files, uh, all in your all, within your body, implanted within your body. And this is due to what they you know call nanotechnology, and they can do this, and they are doing it. So this is the way that now, given the fact that paper money has been inflated out of sight so that uh, it's become worthless, internationally worthless. A purely cashless society, whether it's you know simply digital on computers or whether they uh, imprint it on your body in terms of nanotechnology, that they can play with forever and ever and ever and never be held to account because they'll, they'll just keep on creating digits computer digits and call it money. That's all they have to do. So this is what the Rothschilds hope will be untraceable inflation. Untraceable inflation. That's what this is all about. And as we've been telling you, this is also the mark of the beast because you will not be able to buy or sell unless you get this mark. So get ready. Things are going to get very, very difficult in the near future. They have no choice but to continue pursuing this. It's all big Bill Gates, big corporate, big corporate media, uh, internationalists, the globalists, of course, the Jews, the Zionists, and the communists, all working together because the ripe plum, namely America, has to be destroyed 
before they can fully implement their Jew world order. And so that's why America is being targeted with all of this lockdown nonsense. And uh, I can tell you, just driving through the Chicago area the last few days, with all the businesses closed down, it's the local businesses that are suffering. The middle class is being destroyed. And the big corporate businesses are thriving. They are thriving because they're the only ones that, that are allowed to uh, operate. At the same time, you have places like strip clubs being allowed to operate while churches are being forced to close. I guess the churches don't have the right kind of music. So this is absolutely the, the hypocrisy and the illogical lockdowns. The, the pick-and-choose people. By, by the way, while I was downstate, I was listening to the farm news, which is always different from the mainstream media. And they were p- reporting that the Illinois State Legislature is getting target, tired of Governor Pritzker's constant issuance of almost daily executive orders, forbidding this and forbidding that. And they are tired of him issuing his orders without consulting the Illinois State Legislature. So they are getting prepared to move against Governor Prisker. And he, he should be removed from office because the initial executive order that he violated, the Illinois Constitution, the Constitution gives him 30 days. He can shut down the economy for 30 days after declaring an emergency. But he has no authority to do likewise after 30 days. So when he did that after 30 days and continued the lockdown, he violated the U.S. Constitution. A judge already has ruled against him on this matter, but the Illinois legislator hasn't done anything about it. And so it's up to the people to start you know, campaigning. We have to have vigilante justice, and we're going to do it peacefully in the beginning. My friend Paul Jendricki started a campaign to demonstrate. It was a pro-Trump uh, rally every weekend. Uh, it's continuing even to this moment. Every weekend, uh, they have been demonstrating in the northwest suburb. It, the, it started out with 20 people gathering together. I was one of the original uh, uh, members demonstrating. And it's grown to over 400 people. And so... We're going to have to do more than just demonstrate on street corners. Uh, My suggestion to this group is that we need to have a convoy down to the state capitol and surround the state capitol building and the governor's mansion with our vehicles and with our demands. And we'll, we'll start with that and just have a show of force. Illinois is a a gun-toting state. Whatever you might hear about the gun restriction in Illinois is not true. That's only in the big cities. Illinois doesn't have that many big cities. The Chicago area and the suburbs are some of the biggest cities, although Rockford on the northwest side and uh, Springfield uh, is not that big either. So there really aren't that many big cities in Illinois. It's mainly farm country. 
And I can tell you that the farmers and the conservatives outside of the Democratic strongholds in Illinois are getting angrier and angrier and angrier. So we're going to see what comes of it. But as I have been saying, for the last few weeks, it doesn't really matter who wins. And I'm going to be covering the uh, most recent press conference given by Team, Team Trump and the election fraud they've been uncovering. Doesn't really matter who wins. The Rothschilds want a civil war. So, if Trump manages to uh, overcome all of this Democratic election fraud and retain his presidency, you know that the left is going to go absolutely berserk. You're going to have another series of riots in all the big cities, and I'm hoping the the conservatives are going to be prepared this time to defend their property against these communist terrorists unleashed by the Democratic Party. And if the and if Biden wins, I think the the patriots are going to be really upset, really angry because it was so obvious that Trump was going to win the election and Biden had nobody attending his rallies. And Trump was drawing huge crowds, and he was ahead in virtually all of the big states, even Michigan and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Arizona, before everybody went to bed. And then suddenly in all those states, there was a huge spike caused by dumping illegal ballots, many of them counted after Election Day, which is a violation of law. And in the state of Pennsylvania... The Supreme Court of the state of Pennsylvania actually overruled the state legislature and allowed votes to be counted three days after the closing of the doors to the election, the polling places, which is uh, against the state law. Okay, And so the state of Pennsylvania has issued uh, a statement against the... uh, the ruling forces in the state party there, the uh, Secretary of State, for allowing these abuses of state law to occur. In fact, their cause, they caused the, the, the abuses. So I think Trump has a really great shot to, uh, of overturning the uh, fraudulent election in Pennsylvania. I think he's got a great shot at overturning it in uh, Michigan. And in Wisconsin, uh, those states will certainly turn the tide in his favor. So it's really obvious that the election fraud took place. But either way, there is going to be a revolution. We're going to have another civil war because it's so obvious to patriots that this election was being stolen from Trump by the Biden and Democratic Party forces. Okay, so I'm going to quickly review a couple of articles about the uh, Venezuelan electorate, and uh, I'm sorry, Venezuelan interference in our election, which is real and documented, unlike the Russian collusion uh, that Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party harassed Trump with for three years of his presidency. But in trying to research this, and by the way, you can go to the main page at Eurofolk Radio, and I posted uh, two uh, lengthy parts of that press conference by Team Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and uh, Sidney Powell, 
and others talking about the evidence they have uncovered. Yet at the same time, mass media is saying there's absolutely no evidence of voter fraud. Yet they have been presenting the evidence in their press conferences, but mass media simply ignores it and, and makes it claim without consulting any of the evidence being provided by Team Trump. Even to the extent that Fox News has turned against Trump. Would you believe? But I had a suspicion this was going to happen because a few weeks ago I reported that Disney, which owns ABC, had bought Fox News. And so I was expecting this to happen, and sure enough, even Tucker Carlson badgered Sidney Powell to provide evidence as if she wasn't providing any. So this is clear evidence now that all mass media is totally anti-Republican, it's pro-Democrat, and anti-American. Absolutely no doubt about it. Okay, So here, for example, is independent.co.uk. And they claim to be independent, but they are not. And this is obviously a mainstream publication. It says, Donald Trump's election fraud lawyers, who describe themselves as an elite strike force team, have alleged that the vote was hacked and ballots switched from the president to Joe Biden thanks to technology developed in Venezuela. Rudy Giuliani, Mr. Trump's personal lawyer, leading the team, said that the election had been rigged by a company owned by affiliates of Chavez and Maduro. They were angered by the use of Dominion, a Canadian-based company. They're actually an international-based company, uh, whether they may have offices in, in Canada. He was also upset at a Venezuelan firm, Smartmatic, being used despite them only operating in Los Angeles County. Uh, that is incorrect. So they're providing fake news here. The Smartmatic is way bigger than that. Quote, you couldn't possibly believe that the company owning this election machinery was an ally of Hugo Chavez, is an ally of Nicolas, Nicolas Maduro, and an ally of, get this folks, George Soros. Yes, Rudy Giuliano invoked the name of George Soros. How many years have we been telling you about the evil Mr. George Soros? Why hasn't Trump arrested him yet? There's so much evidence against Soros funding Black Tifa that uh, he, he should have been arrested long ago. So shame on you, Mr. Trump, for allowing him to hang around to uh, allow all this election fraud. What do we have to do to get you to the truth? This is real. It is not made up. There is no one here who engages in fantasy. I know crimes. I can smell them. So, But, of course, mainstream media now, including Fox News, is saying all of this is lies. There is no election fraud by the Democrats. That's basically what the mainstream media is saying. Uh, with a, with a <laughs> Cucker Tarlson, thank you very much. Okay, so we are we are in cancel culture, yes, but we are not going to. No matter who gets elected, there will be 
a revolution or civil war part two. Either way, it's going to be part two. And uh, so we better get ready for it. So uh, I'm going to switch to a more friendly news source. This is gnews.org, and I'll put the link from this to into the chat room, gnews.org. And it seems like it's been for years the case that if you want accurate news, you have to go to the local news channels. Some of them will report the, the correct news, at least initially, until they are overruled by the headquarters from the mainstream media. So from G News, electronic voting systems with socialist origin. And it tells us Smartmatic. Now here is basically what Giuliani and Team Trump have been outlining. And the conspirators behind the chief electronic voting scammers. Okay, in the FBI, DOJ, and CIA, we have Mueller, Comey, and Holder. In the State Department, DNC, RNC, we have Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, uh, Ram- oh Romney, even George W. Bush, and the Queen's Privy Council, Soros, Malak Brown, and... Paslo, it's very, very small type here. Patla, I can't make it out. Anyway, Smartmatic. These are all the voting machine uh, companies. That have, Malik Brown is one of them. Smartmatic, 2000, founded in Venezuela. 2004, 28% Cesar Chavez owned. Offices in London, UK, Caracas, Venezuela, Boca Raton, Florida, and Sunnyvale, California. 2005, purchased by Sequoia, acquired Optech, whatever that is. 2006, sold Sequoia, uh, Smartmatic, the U.S. branch, to Smartmatic, UK. So, in 2006, it was centered in the UK. 2012, Smartmatic UK operated R&D labs in U.S., Brazil, Venezuela, Barbados, Panama, U.K., Netherlands, UAE, United Arab Emirates, Philippines, Estonia, and Taiwan. So you see how international, how globalist this company really is? What is a non-American company doing operating our voting machines? 2014, SGO, that is Lord Malik Brown, acquired Smartmatic. So since 2014, and since earlier, it's been run from the UK. So I'm going to switch quickly. I'm going to jump from Smartmatic over three other companies to Lord Malik Brown, since um, they're implicated here under Smartmatic. In 2010, Lord Malik Brown, AVID introduced Leader Plus Election Night Newsroom Management Suite. 2012, Investec PIC, or PLC. Malik Brown invested in ISIS Management Unlimited. Is that, <laughs> is that the ISIS that was running around in the Middle East? 
AVID introduced AVID Knowledge Base ISIS Management Console, ISIS, agent settings as complement to Leader Plus pushes fake news scripts to MSM election news anchors in real time. So it is from Malik Brown that mainstream media gets fake news about the elections, the false calls that they count. And by the way, Fox News started calling Biden president-elect, even even though it was so obvious there was election fraud. They simply discounted the election fraud. And now even Tucker Carlson has turned against President Trump. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. They fired Judge Jeanine, and and they fired uh, uh, several very conservative uh, columnists or or guests, uh, regular guests, from from their staff. So they have turned 100% around from being pro-conservative to anti-conservative. Back to Sequoia, just to give you the history of these companies. In 1960, Mathematical Systems Corporation punch cards. So they started out developing punch cards. Now I remember using punch cards when I voted. 1970, Diamond National Corporation acquired Mathematical. 1983, Sequoia Pacific acquired Diamond. 1984, Sequoia Voting Machines formed from Diamond Automatic Voting Machine Corporation Optech License. So there's Optech again, although they don't have any uh, listing of Optech and who might be involved in it here. 1997, licensed Optech software from Smartmatic. Okay, I guess Optech is mainly a software company. 2005, Sequoia purchased by Smartmatic UK. Again, we're finding that this is all being based in the UK. 2010, DOJ triggered sale of Smartmatic to U.S. investors. Mitt Romney, Bain Capital, Booz Allen. What a name, B-O-O-Z Allen, Booz Allen, renamed company Sequoia. Okay, Smartmatic and Sequoia are connected at the hip. 2011, sold to Dominion, Canada. Dominion is just another word now for Sequoia. And, and uh, let's see, what is the other one here? Smartmatic. So all these companies are just changing names when they need to. 2011 field chapter 11, filed chapter 11 bankruptcy in the US that Sequoia. Now you may recall Debold, ES and S and Dominion. Apparently they're also another group of election voting machine manufacturers slash operators. And they change names all the time, too. 1974, Klopp Printing. Eurosevich Brothers created Optech, allied with Westinghouse Corporation, to sell data mark systems. 1979, Eurosevich Brothers and Westinghouse start American Information Systems. 1997, America Info acquired ESD, renamed to Election Systems and Software, ES and S, licensed Optech to Debold, later renamed 
premier. Why are they constantly renaming these corporations? Because they caught, they get caught fabricating votes, and so they change names to fool everybody. 1998, ES&S acquired Votronic Fully Electronic Voting, DRE. 2006, Diebold rebranded to Premier Election Systems. 2009, ES&S acquired Premier. 2010, Dominion Voting Systems acquired Premier, formerly Diebold, in a DOJ-triggered antitrust divestiture. So here we see Dominion, Smartmatic, and Sequoia. Uh, Diebold is gone. They sold out. And uh, Optech apparently no longer exists. But the Optech was the original software developer. So that's Diebold, ESS, and Dominion. Now, Hart InterCivic. And uh, those are the Queen's Privy Council, Soros, Soros Malik Brown, and Palt. I uh, can't, still can't make out the person's name here. 2000. Heart InterCivic spun off from Heart Graphics to focus on election systems. Why are these globalists focusing on creating election machines? 2010, Mitt Romney, Bain Capital, and Booz Allen purchase Smartmatic, the U.S. branch of it, acquires Optech license from DOJ Triggered Sale, renamed it Sequoia. Okay. So these are the big manufacturers, operators of voting machines. None of these companies can possibly be considered American. None of them. Absolutely none of them. So, continuing, this, is, this G News article, I mean, it, it, this really traces the, the uh, how should I put it, the, the, uh, <laughs> the, the strange bedfellows in the voting machine business. The article continues, Dominion looks like a reincarnation of a socialist-controlled voting system designed from day one to manipulate votes. Yes, that's what it was designed for. So, <laughs> Hadhoff Richter says, Tucker and Fox is owned by the same people who want us dead. That's correct. The big corporations are all run by the Rothschilds. All of them. They're all Jew-owned. Even Fox was Jew-owned before this. But they, uh, the previous owner was making big bucks off of uh, pretending to be Repo uh, pro-Trump and pretending to be Republican. At least they reported... The opposite, very often the opposite of ABC, CNN, CBS, etc. Spoiler alert says, oh, okay, yeah, uh, the control plus sign to increase the zoom on websites. I'll try that, and then control zero goes back to normal. I'll give that a real quick try when I get back to this website. It also says, fun fact, sequoia is one of only two words in the English language containing all of the vowels. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> and the other is facetious. But we are not being facetious today. We are being very, very serious. So, uh, control, let me go back there and try that again. Control. 
uh, and watch my computer explode. <laughs> All right. Control plus. I'll give it a quick try to see if I can figure out this person's name. Control. Oh, now wait a minute. The plus sign. The plus sign is upper in the upper case category. Uh, I'll give it a quick try either way. Don't want to hold things up, but I want to find out this person's name. So control plus. Oh, it increased it slightly. Patlo. Let me try control shift plus. That increased it a little more. Now it gets blurry. So I'll just have to go back to zero, control zero. All right, let's continue with the article. Venezuela origin, Smartmatic, Sequoia, Dominion. So when you're talking, and this is the fake news given by the mainstream media, telling us that there's no relationship between these three corporations, but what they don't tell you is that one acquired the other, acquired the other, acquired the other, acquired the other. They don't tell you about that. And so they list uh, Wikipedia, Smartmatic, Wikipedia, uh, Sequoia Voting Systems, Wikipedia, Dominion Voting Systems. So Wikipedia has all kinds of information. I'm not going to bother going there. I'm just going to stay in this article. The year 2000, Smartmatic was founded by three engineers from Venezuela and officially incorporated in Delaware in 2000 after the hanging Chad controversy in the 2000 U.S. presidential election. Okay, well, I guess they didn't succeed <laughs> in 2000. By the way, I think I reported to you that Trump has three aces up his sleeve. Three of the lawyers that went down to Florida in the year 2000 to assist George Bush in getting all the Republican votes counted and all of the illegal Democratic votes thrown out were Amy Barrett, Neil Gorsuch, and Brett Kavanaugh. They are all three now on the Supreme Court, if you didn't realize that. So Trump has three aces up his sleeve, and there's two other members of the Supreme Court who are solidly right-wing or Republican. I don't even can't even equate Republican with right-wing anymore. But uh, if it comes to a Supreme Court vote, it really looks like Trump has the uh, Supreme Court stacked in his favor. Smartmatic established its headquarters in Boca Raton, Florida. But they are not an American company. Please note that Venezuela is a close ally of the Chinese Communist Party. Both Venezuela and China are socialist countries. So mainstream media is not reporting any of this. Although this is what Rudy Giuliani reported in that press conference that mainstream media is calling crazy. And that there's no evidence for vote fraud. The year 2004, Smartmatic expanded rapidly between 2000 and 2004 with offices in Venezuela, London, Florida, and California. It is an international corporation, a globalist corporation, no doubt about it. And here we have, of course... Jewish capitalists supporting communists. The Jewish capitalists have always financed communism. Litigations of its connections with the Chavez regime never ended. Still continuing today in our election fraud controversy. Smartmatic bought Bizta, B-I-Z-T-A, 
in which both Smartmatic and the Venezuelan government had large stakes. Quote, the Miami Herald revealing that the Venezuelan government owned 28% of Bizta, a company operated by two of the same people who owned Smartmatic. Bizta bought back those shares after the article appeared, and Smartmatic now characterizes the deal as a loan. Apparently, Bizta was an attempt to expand Smartmatic under a new name. Quote, Bizta and Smartmatic had partnered with Venezuelan telephone giant CAN-TV to win a $91 million contract to supply electronic voting machines for Venezuelan elections, including a controversial 2004 referendum Chavez won. Smartmatic categorically denies any link to the Chavez regime. But the software was created by two members of, uh, well, citizens of Venezuela. Source, HTTPS, voting machines at Procon.org. Sequoia alleged to have ties to Venezuela's Chavez. Smartmatic was a little-known firm with no experience in voting technology before it was chosen by the Venezuelan authorities to replace the country's elections machinery ahead of a contentious referendum that confirmed Mr. Chavez as president in August 2004. Source, U.S. Investigates Voting Machines, Venezuelan Ties, New York Times, October 29, 2006. So the New York Times reported this in 2006. Where are they today? So they knew about this in 2006. Continuing with the yearly updates here in this article, the year 2005. Smartmatic purchased Sequoia Voting Systems one of the leading U.S. companies in automated voting products. Now let me scroll. Are they actually American in any way, shape, or form? Sequoia Pacific. Maybe they were started in America. Maybe they were started in America. Let's continue. The year 2006. Sequoia provided technical assistance in the electronics elections held in Chicago and Cook County by sending a number of Venezuelan nationals to support the machines manufactured by Sequoia. All right, so there's no connection to Venezuela, huh? Isn't that what the mainstream media is reporting? There's, There's no election fraud connected to Venezuela. Now, I don't know why Chicago and Crook County required any assistance from Venezuela because the dead the dead voters in Crook County are Democrats. They, they vote in every election multiple times. Source ABC Local, 7 April 2006. Alderman Election Day troubles could be part of an international conspiracy. Like I said earlier, Local news, you can you can trust local news for a few days after the event. Quote, Meanwhile, a Carnegie Mellon University computer science professor recently concluded, after two days of testing, that vote totals on Sequoia model, different from those used here, could be manipulated. That prompted Pennsylvania's Allegheny County to scrap plans to buy the machines. So why do they have them today? 
the models they bought may be manufactured by Dominion, but that's just the same company under a new name. Quote, oh, and that, that's from the Chicago Tribune in a 2006 article. The federal government is investigating the takeover last year of a leading American manufacturer of electronic voting systems by a small software company that has been linked to the leftist Venezuelan government of President Hugo Chavez. Well, the, the country of Venezuela has made million dollar, millions of dollars by exporting Venezuelan oil. Nevertheless, it is still a socialist country that allows no freedom of speech and obviously has rigged elections. Smartmatic Corporation sold its U.S. subsidiary Sequoia. So if Sequoia is only a U.S. subsidiary, it's not really owned by Americans. Again, I reported it it's, uh, has a Venezuelan origin and now seems to be mainly located in the U.K. Smartmatic sold its U.S. subsidiary Sequoia to end a review by the Committee on Foreign Investment in the U.S. into whether Smartmatic is partially owned by the Venezuelan government. Okay, so nothing but evasion. Bain Capital, B-A-I-N, which is connected to Mitt Romney, purchased Sequoia, Smartmatic, U.S. Please note that Mitt Romney is, is in Biden's hard drives from hell with ties to the Chinese Communist Party. The year 2011. Dominion Voting Systems, a previously little-known Canadian company engaged in manufacturing electronic voting hardware and optical scanners, acquired Sequoia Voting Systems. Well, they may be across the border in Canada, but they are not an American company. Why are U.S. election officials using foreign companies to run our voting machines in our elections. The year 2014, Sequoia filed bankruptcy a bankruptcy petition under Chapter 11 of the Bankruptcy Code. SGO, which is uh, Lord Malik Brown, acquired Smartmatic. Quote, Smartmatic's chairman is a member of the British House of Lords, Mark Malik Brown, a former vice chairman of George Soros' investment funds, former vice president at the World Bank. Now, you're, you're talking about big-time internationalists, big-time globalists here. Lead international partner of Sawyer Miller, a political consulting firm, and former vice chair of the World Economic Forum, the Global Reset, Klaus Schwab, anybody? Who remains deeply involved in international affairs? You bet. The company's reported globalist ties have caused members of the media and government officials to raise questions about its involvement in the U.S. electoral process. That's from the Washington Examiner. Okay? So if I can dig up this much dirt on my own, Half an hour before showtime, why can't mainstream media do likewise? Folks, it's because the, uh, the Jew globalists do not want you 
to vote for America first, okay? Now, this is the Cape Charles Mirror. And I would assume it's Florida, but I'm not sure. But this is, again, it's local news. You can always always check the local news immediately after an event. To you, you're actually more, more likely to to get uh, news other than other than baloney. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Adolf says national social national socialism was a totally different animal. It was not. You know, it was anti-Jewish. Let's continue. Cape Charles Mirror. Article by November 15 by Wayne Creed. Check the code. Dominion voting system tied to Hugo Chavez voter fraud was used in 2020 swing states. Okay? This is exactly what Giuliani et al. were alleging in their press conference. The Dominion voting system was first designed for Hugo Chavez to win and keep himself in office. Relying on Stalin's dictum, it's not the vote that counts, it's he who counts the votes. It was also used in the 2020 U.S. elections. In fact, it was used in all six swing states. And it unilaterally helped one team with the late-night voter tallies. Only one direction, only one party, always. Interesting how that works. Three companies rule. Election systems and software, as I mentioned, ESNS, Dominion, and Heart InterCivic, used by 92% of U.S. voters. And you know how I feel about voting machines. I've been an advocate of old-fashioned, in-person paper ballots, because those can't those can't be fixed, and it's very very difficult to fix a, a person a, a elections done in person with real live election judges. All within viewing distance, the Republicans and the Democrats all within viewing distance of one another. Uh, that, that prevents one set of judges accompanying voters to their voting, voting machine, etc., or voting booth, etc. There is no other way to conduct a fair election. You have to have in-person paper ballots. And, uh, you know, the punch cards are probably okay. So, because you, you can vis- visually see the holes punched in there, and if there's irregularities in the hole punching, like two uh, two punches and uh, the same line, one for each candidate, opposing candidate, well, then you have to toss that one out. You just have to. And then, so these are used by 92% of U.S. voters as Dominion services 40%. Smartmatic is another U.S., big U.S. player. But they're not American either. Okay? So, folks, the, the uh, and we haven't even talked about paper, uh, paper ballots, mail-in, that's where uh, the huge portion of, actually, of the voter fraud occurred. And I haven't heard anything about the uh, watermark ballots that hasn't come to play. We reported on that a week or two ago. And I haven't seen that mentioned at all in mainstream media. Maybe Trump is waiting to pull a rabbit out of the hat. 
because the Trump team has been alleging that a lot of these ballots are fraudulent. They, they weren't postmarked. They weren't signed. There weren't any return addresses, yet they were dumped off by the thousands, by the hundreds of thousands in the swing states after the voting uh, booths closed. Smartmatic was the subject of controversy in 2004 when the Hugo Chavez-led Venezuelan government selected it to provide the voting machine system for the presidential recall election, even though it would have been the company's first time providing machines for an election. So, definitely a Venezuelan company. Absolutely no doubt about it. They were created for Hugo Chavez's recall election. That's what they were created for. Smartmatic teamed up with a Venezuelan software company, Bitsa, which at the time was 28% owned by Chavez's government. Oh, there's no connection to Venezuela. In 2005, a Chicago city alderman questioned the possible ties between Sequoia and the Venezuelan government when that company's... Now, okay, Sequoia, Smartmatic, Dominion, they might as well all be the same company. They just keep changing names all the time. Question the possible ties between Sequoia and the Venezuelan government when that company's machines were used in the March 2006 Chicago primaries. But Chicago's elections are always rigged anyway. I mean, the, the Chicago Democratic machine is probably unparalleled in uh, drumming out the Democratic vote. Every city worker basically has to vote Democratic, and that's half the city of Chicago. So the likelihood of a Republican winning here in Chicago is almost nil. Dominion, probably why there's been no focus in Illinois, there's always election fraud here, glaringly so. Dominion, founded by Canadian John Polos in 2000, is now owned by Staple Street Capital, LLC, says Bloomberg. Writes Forbes, quote, In 2009, Diebold Election Systems was sold to its competitor, ESNS, and in 2010 selling to Dominion Voting Systems, gaining all intellectual property, software, firmware, and hardware. Dominion and Smartmatic contracted for 2010 and 2013. Now you know why the Democrats hired those companies. In 2016, 71 million voters in 1,635 jurisdictions used Dominion, also tied to the Clinton Foundation, and 2.25 million projects together. Okay. Robert Mueller's firm, Wilmer Hale, was their agent in 2004. Dominion outsources components to China down to the chip component level. So, China is implicated. Venezuela is implicated. The Clinton Foundation is implicated. And... Rudy Giuliani said all these things in the press conference. Quote, former WH cybersecurity coordinator Michael Daniel notes voting machine companies aren't known for cybersecurity expertise. <laughs> well, actually they are. 
They know how to hack them. Jake Stauffer, AF cyber analyst, tested Dominion voting systems for California, observing, quote, I found for voting systems, security isn't taken very seriously. <laughs> All right, unquote. Testing, Stauffer found vulnerabilities in Dominion's Democra- Democracy Suite, DDC. Yeah, democracy. Voting equipment enabling remote code execution. Remote from somebody's cell phone or laptop in a car outside the voting building. Denial of service attacks and offline ballot tampering. Quote, how can a vendor sell a voting system with this many vulnerabilities? That's because the Democratic Party is buying glitches or witches. The election software glitching in Georgia and Michigan, which incorrectly gave Joe Biden thousands of votes, is used in 28 states. When Dominion blamed the day before update, Politico wrote, quote, Supervisor Marcia Ridley of Spalding County Board Elections says records show no such update occurred. That is something they don't ever do. I've never seen them update anything the day before the election, unquote. Dominion then corrected this, admitting last update was October 31st. Does this reveal fraud or a cover-up? Well, that's not the day before, that's only... Three days before? What's up with Dominion's code? Now, uh, I watched the video earlier today, and it didn't say which brand of the voting machine it was, but this was a computer electronics expert. He basically ordered two voting machines from a a wholesaler or a reseller, and uh, he opened them up. He opened up one of them, and immediately saw, hey, wait a minute, the, the, uh, one of the major connections here wasn't glued down. <laughs> it should have been glued down, which means anybody could take it out and replace it with a different one. And the, the source, uh, the connection, the, voter ca- the cable that has all of the data was also not secured. He uh, quickly unplugged it without any effort and said, well, this whole system, you can put a, an intermediary uh, device in between the, the hard drive and the, the feed, and you can make it do anything you want. So within minutes, he discovered vulnerab- vulnerabilities that uh, you know a first-time computer hacker could exploit. This is how lacking in security these machines really are. So what's up with Dominion's code? The origin of Dominion's source code is especially problematic, given Smartmatic being adopted by Hugo Chavez in 2004. Subsidized, trained to build vote machines and code, then used to rig an election. And then Smartmatic acquired Sequoia in 2005, using it to evolve their software until selling in 2007 to Dominion. Smartmatic even went to court to preserve their right to use the code they developed. Everything that was developed by Smartmatic and Sequoia, including the software allowing ballot fraud in Hugo Chavez's failed recall, was passed on 
to Dominion. And that's what they're called today. The Dominion voting machines. Smartmatic machines were created for 2004 Venezuela elections, organized and funded by recipient Hugo Chavez. Then Dominion inherited it all. But questions still swirl regarding if Dominion is just a front for Smartmatic. Questions continue to pop around all these tainted companies. Was the one million ghost ballot dump by Smartmatic in Venezuela's 2017 election an accident? Does Venezuela have a thousand, a million voters? If the engineers who ran Dominion wanted to commit massive ballot fraud against the U.S. candidate, based on everything we know, is there anything that could have stopped them? Not under these circumstances. Not at all. Okay? So, folks, there is no doubt, not in my mind, that the Biden team committed voter fraud. The spikes and the dumping of Biden votes, ballots, paper ballots, and rigging the election machines is absolutely verified. So now it's just really a matter of where Team Trump goes from this. Yeah, 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 Jew restriction, J-E-W. So, folks, uh, there's no doubt that uh, Dominion is, a, number one, a foreign company, has no business uh, being involved in U.S. elections, and so are these other companies, Smartmatic and Sequoia. And there's, it, it's so hackable, it's so obviously hackable, that no, no intelligent person or no honest person would ever use such machines. Period. Yeah, Seven says it's not even a hack. Yeah, it was rigged from the get-go. The election is totally rigged. Okay, uh, so I'm going to switch gears. Uh, we're actually at the top of the hour. and But I just wanted to give you an update on election fraud and to confirm that these voting machines and these companies actually did originate in Venezuela, something which the mainstream networks are all denying, categorically denying. Quick update on Kyler, uh, I'm sorry, Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, he had to post a $2 million bond. I don't know if he was extradited to Wisconsin. I haven't followed the case. But his bail was paid by um, uh, a corporate executive, I forget who it was, but he's he's out he's out on bail. But also from in Infowars, top pathologist claims coronavirus is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. And his name is Dr. Roger Hodkinson. I'm going to play uh, an audio. It's not, not very long, only a couple of minutes long. Top pathologist Dr. Roger Hodkinson told government officials in Alberta during a Zoom conference call that the current coronavirus crisis is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public, which is what we've been telling you here at Eurofolk Radio. Hodkinson's comments were made during a discussion involving the Community and Public Services Committee and the clip was subsequently uploaded to YouTube. 
Noting that he was also an expert in virology, Hodkinson pointed out that his role as CEO of a biotech company that manufactures COVID tests means, quote, I might know a little bit about all of this, unquote. There is utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. It's outrageous. This is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public, said Hodkinson. The doctor said that nothing could be done to stop the spread of the virus besides protecting the older more or more vulnerable people and that the whole situation represented, quote, politics playing medicine, and that's a very dangerous game. So I'm going to play this clip. It's not very long. Because COVID is spread by aerosols. Let me start from the beginning. And this is Dr. Hodkinson. To uh, S. Peterson. S. Peterson. Uh, Mr. Chairman, this is Dr. Hodkinson. I just wanted to let you know I'm standing by. Oh, okay. Well, we would love to hear from you. The floor is yours. Thank you very much. Um, I do appreciate the opportunity to address you on this very important matter. Um, What I'm going to say is lay language and blunt. Um, It's counter-narrative, and so so you don't immediately think I'm a quack. I'm going to briefly outline my credentials so that you can understand where I'm coming from in terms of knowledge base in all of this. I'm a medical specialist in pathology, which includes virology. I trained at Cambridge University in the UK. I'm the ex-president of the pathology section of the Medical Association. I was previously an assistant professor in the Faculty of Medicine doing a lot of teaching. I was the chairman of the Royal College of Physicians of Canada Examination Committee in Pathology in Ottawa. But more to the point, I'm currently the chairman of a biotechnology company in North Carolina selling a COVID-19 test. And you might say I know a little bit about all of this. The bottom line is simply this. There is utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. It's outrageous. This is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. There is absolutely nothing that can be done to contain this virus other than protecting older, more vulnerable people. It should be thought of nothing more than a bad flu season. This is not Ebola. It's not SARS. It's politics playing medicine, and that's a very dangerous game. There is no action of any kind needed other than what happened last year when we got felt unwell. We stayed home, we took chicken noodle soup, we didn't visit Granny, and we decided when we would return to work. We didn't have anyone need anyone to tell us. Masks are utterly useless. There is no evidence base for their effectiveness whatsoever. Masks are utterly useless. However, paper masks and fabric masks are simply virtue signaling. Virtue signaling. They're not even worn effectively most of the time. It's, it's utterly ridiculous seeing these unfortunate, uneducated people, I'm not saying that in a purchaser's sense, seeing these people walking around like lemmings, obeying without any knowledge base to put the mask on their face. Social distancing is also useless because COVID is spread by aerosols, which travel 30 meters or so before landing. Enclosures have had such terrible... 
So let's stay 30 meters apart. What's the problem? Intended consequences. They should, you, everywhere should be open tomorrow. As yes. was stated in the Great Barrington Declaration that I circulated prior to this meeting. And a word on testing. I do want to emphasize that I'm in the business of, te of testing for COVID. I do want to emphasize that positive test results do not, underlined in neon, mean a clinical infection. It's simply driving public hysteria, and all testing should stop unless you're presenting to hospital with some respiratory. And that's exactly what we've been telling you here at Your Folk Radio. A positive test result is meaningless. It does not prove that you have an infection. All that should be done is to protect the vulnerable and to give them all in the nursing homes that are under your control. Give them all three to 5,000 international units of vitamin D every day. Vitamin which D, is, remember Which has been that? shown to radically reduce the likelihood of infection. And I would remind you all that using the province's own statistics, the risk of death under 65 in this province is one in 300,000. One in 300,000. You've got to get a grip on this. <laughs> the scale of the response that you're undertaking with no evidence for it is utterly ridiculous given the consequences of acting in a way that you're proposing. All kinds of suicides, business closures, funerals, weddings, etc., etc. It's simply outrageous. It's just another bad flu. And you've got to get your minds around that. Let people make their own decisions. You should be totally out of the business of medicine. Yeah. You're being led by, down the garden path by the chief medical officer of health of this province. I'm absolutely outraged that this has reached this level. It should all stop tomorrow. Thank you very much. Okay. There you go. His credentials are far greater than mine, but he's telling you exactly what I've been telling you. All right? It's social distancing is useless. Masks are useless. The only point, major point of disagreement is I don't believe viruses cause disease. Viruses are the, are the end product of uh, healthy cells ejecting useless RNA and DNA, or because uh, the original meaning of the word virus is toxin. Healthy cells ejecting toxins out of their cell bodies, and then it starts floating around in your body. But that does not mean it can invade a healthy cell. There have never been any proof provided whatsoever that viruses cause disease. That's just a medical uh, you know, a myth. It's a medical myth. All right, so that's uh, that is very interesting. And now I'm going to... Uh, Stay pretty much on the same topic of the COVID-19 and the lockdown because this is going to be worse. It's going to get worse and worse as time goes on. So get ready as we, we have told you here on Eurofolk Radio. One of these years, the uh, fall feasts are going to kick in. Feast of Trumpets, Feast of Trumpets uh, is going to tell us we're going to a global noise which sounds like a trumpet it's a warning that this the judgment day is just about here and then it'll be followed by the feast of tabernacles and the reason why we go outdoors and live in tents for the feast of tabernacles is to help us prepare 
for the day when there won't be an electricity, there won't be any gas companies providing you with gas, you more than likely are going to have to live out in the woods in a tent. If you're lucky, you will have a tent. Those days are coming. And the, the Rothschilds, they don't care if they have to if if they have to kill every person on this planet, they will. Because they're desperate, they have no choice but to uh, implica- uh, institute all these measures for their own uh, retention of power. And you know they will never admit. They will never admit that uh, they have done anything wrong. Okay, Tony Close says, uh, we have a video of that guy on vaccinehoax.com. Yeah, the, just uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, we also sponsor a website called vaccinehoax.com with all kinds of information about uh, the the vaccine vaccine hoaxes, the uh, you know COVID nineteen hoax, global lockdown hoaxes, etc. etc. I think we have more information about that type of uh, material than any other website, with the possible exception of the Vernon Cole Coleman website, which I'm going to start referencing right now. Uh, I just actually discovered, uh, we've presented a couple of his videos on Eurofolk Radio in the past. He's he's a, a kind of an old guy. He's a, a tall, lanky uh, Britisher with a very thick accent, but he is a really top-notch. He's totally opposed to the lockdowns. He's totally opposed to COVID-19, claims it's a hoax, and... Uh, so, <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, uh, Tony says that the uh, COVID-19 hoax sign is getting a good reception. That's good. We're going to just continue to alert the public because as more and more people uh, investigate this matter, they're beginning to realize that it is indeed a hoax. But fear is the driving force that most people live under today. And uh, so we have to do our best to eliminate the fear. And so I just put uh, Vernon Coleman's website info in the chat room. And uh, I'm just going to read from the vaccination challenge before I go into the health page. Dr. Vernon Coleman, MB, CHB. D-S-C-F-R-S-A. I don't know what uh, uh, MB is probably a master of biology. Maybe that's what it means. Here's a strange thing. There have in recent years been a good many headlines about the dangers posed by kitchen appliances, such as refrigerators and tumble dryers. Newspapers have been full of stories of fridges and dryers suddenly bursting into flames for no good reason at all. There have been headlines, inquiries, and questions galore, and manufacturers have been forced to issue recall notices and provide modifications. Consumer magazines have had a field day with reports and scary stories. There was a story last year that in the UK, half a million owners of tumble dryers were urged to unplug their appliances. One manufacturer who had sold five and a half million appliances was reported to have been responsible for a fault which had caused 750 fires over an 11-year period. 
In numerical terms, some probably thought the risks seemed to be fairly small. Approximately 1 in 7,500 of pilots a soul. Well, that's a... Well, <clears throat> what did... Uh, what did Dr. Hodkinson say? Only one death out of 300,000 Canadians? That's all the risk is there? What's the big deal? But that was considered unacceptable. One fire out of 7,500 appliances. Now, what I don't understand is that the people who regarded that sort of risk to be a scandal and an outrage and a subject of for thousands of column inches of carefully crafted indignation in the press have not been in the slightest bit concerned by the risks involved in vaccination programs. Indeed, the people promoting vaccines never talk about risks at all. They admit that there might be some discomfort, a headache, a fever, and so on, but usually, these vaccines, if you read the packages they come in, they all say that damage, vaccine injury is possible, and even death. It's right there on the package, and the products, the, the listing of the products containing the vaccine, all the poisons, are also listed. Yet, doctors everywhere totally ignore these dangers and continue to administer vaccines. Continuing, but they don't talk about the big risks, the risk that a patient could be killed or severely brain damaged by a vaccination. Let's put aside the autism risk, which for some inexplicable reason seems to drive pro-vax defenders into a state of incoherent rage and concentrate on the risk of death and brain damage. And here is the surprise. The risks with vaccines aren't particularly small. The serious risks with some vaccines are, of course, fairly low, around 1 in 100,000, for example. But the risks with other vaccines are known to be much higher, 1 in 20,000 or 1 in 10,000 even. It's probably higher than that. The figure of 1 in 10,000 for a future vaccine for the coronavirus was mentioned by Bill Gates in an interview in which he mentioned that if 7 billion people were, as he planned, given a new coronavirus vaccine, then 700,000 people might be damaged. And with a vaccine, we are talking about a need to repaint the kitchen, as might happen after a tumble dryer fire. You can't put vaccine damage right with a few pots of paint, a brush, and a new set of curtains. A paper published in the Journal of the American Medical Association reported that seizures occur in about 1 in 640 children with one popular childhood vaccination. It's 1 in 640. That's just the reported cases. I'll bet it's double or triple that. The problems with vaccines are, I repeat, often dismissed as inconvenient symptoms. But with vaccine damage, we can be talking about severe brain damage requiring lifelong care. And that's what autism is. It's brain damage that requires lifelong care. And we're talking about the ultimate side effect, one that none of the pro-vaxxers ever likes to talk about, death.
If you think I am making this up, just ask yourself why the American government has paid out over $4 billion as a result of vaccine injuries. In the UK, the government has a standard fee of £120,000 for damage caused by some vaccines. And in the past, it has paid out large amounts of money to people damaged by vaccines. And remember that most patients and their relatives never make a claim because no one ever admits that the brain damage or the death were caused by a vaccine. Popular ignorance and blind support of the medical mafia. In America, the CDC states that the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System receives reports for only a small fraction of adverse events for the MMR vaccine alone, but it has been estimated that as few as 1% of serious side effects from medical products are reported. Doctors don't tend to report suspected side effects, however serious they are, usually because they are frightened of being sued, but also because they don't like to face the fact that a product they have recommended has done so much harm. Check it out. Do a little research. Ask your political representative, though you may have to wait a while to get a straight answer. How much fuss do you think journalists and parents would make if it were reported that if a brand of tumble dryer killed or permanently injured 40 children a year? Headlines, right? Big headlines in red, in red ink. But journalists concentrate on demonizing anyone who dares to suggest that there might conceivably, perhaps, be more problems with vaccinations than is generally accepted. In a number of countries, there has been talk of making it an act of terrorism to even mention the fact that vaccines might cause problems. So do you see how much control the medical mafia has over our lives? Again, this is Dr. Vernon Coleman. And the website is www.vernoncoleman.com. This is from the main page. I'm going to switch over to the health page, which is just loaded, loaded, loaded with articles on the evils of Big Pharma. This, this website needs to be, uh, I guess maybe vaccinehoax.com is second <laughs> behind Vernon Colum. This, this gentleman has done yeoman's work in exposing the evils of Big Pharma. Uh, he used to be on YouTube. His YouTube channel has been taken down. Now he's on brand new tube and also on BitChute. Okay, let's, let's t- uh, look through. Okay, the next fake crisis has been planned. By the way, you, there's a free PDF version of his book. I think it was it's 400 pages. COVID-19, The Greatest Hoax in History. So he's basically making all this information available for free. For free. Let's jump down to proof that masks do more harm than good. Which is what we've been telling you here at Your Folk Radio. Number one, face masks have been proven to do harm 
but not proven to do good. Forcing citizens to wear them is a form of oppression. Support for mask wearing comes from individuals promoting face masks for political rather than health reasons. There is now considerable support for masks to be worn out of doors and even in the home. There is absolutely no scientific reason for this. Number two. Over a dozen scientific papers show clearly that masks are ineffective in preventing the movement of infective organisms. You might as well wear hardware cloth on your face. They also reduce chain link fence. They also reduce oxygen levels and expose wearers to increased levels of carbon dioxide, which we have also been telling you here at Eurofolk Radio. Number three. Nine medical authors from Australia and Vietnam studied cloth face masks and concluded that cloth masks should not be recommended for health care workers. That includes doctors and nurses. Number four, wearing a mask for long periods could cause pulmonary fibrosis. Do you see people walking around outside with face masks on? And there's nobody within walking distance of them? Or riding bicycles? You, you need to breathe when you're walking and exercising. Rebreathing your own exhaust is unhealthy. Loose fibers are seen on all types of masks and may be inhaled, causing serious lung damage. So the very fibers, and what are they made out of? Carpet fibers? <laughs> same, same type of stuff. The more you breathe those in, they gather inside your lungs, contaminating your lungs. Number five, researchers in France proved that wearing a surgical mask causes breathlessness. Yeah, shortness of breath. Number six, Masks should be changed every couple of hours, and old masks should be disposed of safely. What's safe? Throw them in the garbage. If cloth masks are worn, they should be washed at high temperatures twice a day. Does anybody do this? Disposable masks should be discarded after one use. Masks thrown down in the street are a serious health hazard. Well, it's uh, littering. Number seven, evidence proving the danger and ineffectiveness of masks has been banned. Discussion and debate about the value of face masks is suppressed. Number eight, in September 2020, 70 Belgian doctors claimed that mandatory face masks in schools are a major threat to child development. They're not getting enough oxygen. Number nine, a leading German virologist. Number 10, dentists in New York have reported that face mask wearing causes gum disease and dental cavities. The dentists in the buildup of bacteria. Yeah, because you're rebreathing your own exhaust. 11, exemption certificates, cards can be obtained online for those who are unable. Number 12, some face masks may have pores 5,000 times larger than virus particles couple more here. You get in the picture. This is a wonderful site. 
Number 13, masks should never be touched once in place. If a mask is touched, it must be replaced immediately. No one should number 14, no one should wear a mask while exercising. There have been several reports of masked children dying while exercising. There is evidence showing that mask wearing reduces blood oxygen levels even when the wearer is standing still. Individuals who exercise are likely to sweat. Masks then become damp more quickly, and the damp promotes the growth of microorganisms. Number 15, I'll go down to 20. There is a risk that viruses may accumulate in the fabric of a mask, thereby increasing the amount of the virus being inhaled. Number 16, putting a mask on a baby or unconscious patient is dangerous. The mask may result in the wearer choking on vomit. 17. Some of the carbon dioxide exhaled with each breath is trapped behind the mask. Number 18. One study of health workers wearing masks showed that a third developed headaches requiring painkillers. Another study showed that 81% developed headaches and their work was affected. A mask can reduce blood oxygenation by up to 20%, leading to a possible loss of consciousness. At least one road crash has been blamed on a driver wearing a mask. Police reported that the driver of a single car crash in New Jersey is believed to have passed out behind the wheel after wearing a mask for too long. There's no reason for you to wear a mask in your car. Especially if you're alone. Number 20. Over a dozen studies failed to show that wearing a mask provides protection against infection. Okay, is 20 enough? Let me scroll down. How many has he got here listed? 44. Let me just read the conclusion. Having studied the evidence, I believe that mask wearing is likely to do no good but a great deal of harm. The available evidence shows clearly that masks do not work but do have the potential to cause a variety of health problems. Any individual or organization dismissing the information above as fake news is requested to give their name and address. They will then receive a writ for libel. Please note, <laughs> you think they're going to do that? Please note that I am already in the process of planning two libel actions. Copyright Vernon Coleman, October 2020. So this gives you a taste of this website. And so uh, I'm just going to stay with this website for the balance of today's show. Uh, text for leaflet to print and distribute. He's got several texts for leaflets, leaflets that you can print out and distribute. So let's take this one here. And 19 truths your government won't tell you about COVID-19. Number one, on March 19th, COVID-19 was no longer classified as a high-consequence disease. It was officially downgraded to the level of flu. Days later, the UK government introduced the most oppressive legislation in British history, and virtually everyone in the country was put under house arrest after downgrading it to the level of flu. So what's the problem? We know the problem is political and economic. Crazy. Spoiler says, some students in Zoom classrooms wear masks, even though they're alone in their room across the country, in order to set a good example. Crazy. Absolutely crazy.
Adolf says, uh, in New York, almost all wear masks, but not Jews in Brooklyn. Jews even had events of mass burning masks. Yeah, because they, they know. They know it's a hoax. But the average schmuck doesn't know that it's a hoax. Number two from the 19 points here. The British government has admitted that more people will die as a result of the lockdowns and just as the CDC had admitted the same thing as I reported at the beginning of the show. More people will die as a result of the lockdowns and will die of COVID-19. It is no exaggeration to say that the cure has been worse than the disease. Suicide rates among children and adults have soared. Number three, in America, the Center of Disease Control has admitted that its original estimate of the number of deaths caused exclusively by COVID-19 was wrong by a whopping 94%. Let's see. If you were, uh, if you're batting average, (laughs) if your batting average was .006, I'm sorry. 0.6, or even (laughs) 6, right, if your batting average is 6%, how long would you last as a baseball player? The true figure for the number of deaths caused by COVID-19 alone is just 6% of the previously publicized official total. So much for relying on their predictions. Number four. The British government has admitted that it has manipulated the COVID-19 death figures. For several months, everyone who died and who would ha- had ever tested positive for the coronavirus was listed as having died of COVID-19. Today, only those who die within 28 days of testing positive will be put down as COVID-19 deaths. Again, we've been telling you that that there are no deaths from COVID-19. It's a totally fake disease. You cannot diagnose a disease based merely on symptoms. You have to have Cox postulates. You have to identify the disease organism, which they have never done, and they have never identified any antibodies related to the so-called disease. It is totally fake. This still means that if you test positive for the coronavirus and are run over by a bus within 28 28 days, then you will have officially died of COVID-19 and not the bus accident. Number five, flu kills up to 650,000 people worldwide each year. This is considerably more than the genuine number of deaths from COVID-19 in 2019 and 2020. Well, it wasn't officially called COVID until 2020. Governments around the world have admitted that the death total from COVID-19 has been deliberately manipulated and massively exaggerated. The American flu season runs from October to May. And the statistics relate to that period, however, or related to that period. However, the COVID-19 death total and seems to be counting, continuing without any sign of an end. This means that it is now impossible to compare COVID-19 deaths due to flu deaths. So what they're doing, they're simply assigning normal flu to COVID-19. That's all they're doing. Number six, 
The much-publicized test for the coronavirus is useless, since it produces more false positives than real positives. The test picks up bits of virus remaining from number 7. In the UK, the death rate from COVID-19 has been falling for months. Currently, COVID-19 kills only a fraction of the number dying from the flu. No healthy child has out and give to everybody. I'll just jump down to... Let me do 17 through 19 here. The World Health Organization admits that a polio vaccine supported by the WHO and Gates is now a major cause of polio in Africa. Many of the large drug companies making vaccines for COVID-19, such as GSK, uh, oh, oh, that's GlaxoSmithKline, and AstraZeneca, have been repeatedly fined for suppressing evidence about their products or for fraud. The UK's chief scientific officer, Sir Patrick Valance, was previously a senior employee of GlaxoSmithKline. How about that rotating door? The revolving door between big government and big corporations, big pharma. 18. Pneumonia killed 2.56 million people in 2017. Almost a third of all victims were children younger than 5 years. In comparison, COVID-19 is not a major danger to our health. Number 19. Pro-vaxxers often claim that vaccines are safe and effective but vaccines have been withdrawn because they are so ineffective. And in the last few years, the UK government has had to pay out so much money to the parents of children damaged by some vaccines that there is a fixed fee of £120,000 per severely damaged child. And remember, we reported from the previous article that only about 1% of the actual vaccine injured are being reported. In the United States of America, the government has paid out over $4 billion for vaccine injuries. However, if a COVID-19 vaccine causes serious side effects, no one will be able to sue the manufacturer or their government. In response to a demand from Bill Gates, drug companies will be given legal immunity. Vaccines usually need to be tested over many years. If a COVID-19 vaccine is produced in less than 10 years, then there will not have been any long-term testing if the COVID-19 vaccine is given to 7 billion people as planned, the chances are high that many thousands of previously healthy individuals will die, be brain damaged, or be permanently crippled. But they will all be denied compensation. Government and industry pro-vaxxers refuse to debate the issue of vaccination in public. Okay? So the evidence is growing in our favor. But getting people to listen is extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. And my eye is drawn to Patricia Opulenza. I seem to have heard that name before. Let me click on that one. Oh, okay. It's just a... uh, That's just a thank you note to Patricia Opulenza. Okay, we're all prisoners with no signs of parole. A a conspiracy of silence. That looks like a good one. Let's read through this one. 
Greek playwrights used to introduce their work with a prologue giving some background details and miscellaneous information. So I'm going to begin this video with a short prologue or introduction. I'm a writer of books by trade, so I suppose this is also in a way of a preface or a foreword. Time is running out for this channel. This is one of his last uh, YouTube presentations. And I fear for us all unless we take action quickly and with as much, if not more, determination as our oppressors. YouTube has been taking down my videos with increasing enthusiasm. I have long since given up wondering why. This morning I received a rather severe message from the head prefect telling me that they don't allow content that disputes the efficacy of the World Health Organization or local authorities' recommended guidance on social distancing and self-isolation that may lead people to act against that guidance. YouTube sent me a very long list of their rules, and surprisingly, I really don't see how some of the removed videos could possibly be in breach of these guidelines. Okay, same thing here at EFR. They took down our channel, and we didn't violate any of their provisions. Although there there are many lists in the list, he didn't breach any of those. And I'm sure that their list of guidelines doesn't mention anything about social distancing. Although there may be, I suppose, be a local authority somewhere in the world which doesn't approve of colorful shirts. YT said I could appeal, but in their Kafka-esque world, the appeals button doesn't work, so I can't. The oppression and suppression of the truth is rapidly becoming more blatant. In London, the police find the organizer of peaceful demonstration against our loss of freedom, but are reported to have given permission for a pro-establishment campaign group, Extinction Rebellion, which ought to be called Exhibition Rebellion, to support the global warming myth behind Agenda 21. The rank and file perhaps don't realize it, but I believe they are supporting the fight to destroy mankind, as we have been telling you here, desecrate our planet and put us in thrall to the devil worshippers, a phrase I use not as a term of colorful abuse, but as an accurate description. Yeah, Satanists, Satanist Jews. When the law appears to take sides, you know you're in trouble. Yes, so, very important, this last paragraph. They uh, they cited a protest against our loss of freedom, but then they 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 supported a global warning warming group. So one one group can uh, get together in public, but the other group can't. Double standard. We are living, leaderless, in the early days of a totalitarian world government, and it seems to me that YouTube is simply looking for an excuse to terminate channels which might inconvenience corrupt politicians, greedy drug companies, and or psychopaths supporting the global reset and planning to enslave the world population. That's quite a mouthful, but we know it's Jews behind all this, and obviously Dr. Coleman is not going to mention that word even though he has been taken down by YouTube. I mean, what enemy is left? He's, he's antagonized every, every corporation and government that Jews own. He might as well go there.
Okay, yeah, the uh, spoiler alert says, it's clear to me that they have a powerful artificial intelligence designing situations that maximize New World Order goals, and then these situations are caused or created by them, yeah. The dialectic, they're in total control of the dialectic. What a deadly disease. If you don't if you want to know you have it, you have to be tested with fake tests. <laughs> All right, thanks. So it says Adolf Adolf Richter. So wow, we <coughs> It's a planet of lies and the liars are running the planet. <coughs> okay, excuse me. <coughs> this is clearly the beginning of the end for this channel and unless we open up our game or up our game the end for all of us in an early video entitled why has youtube taken down my video i explained my views on the freedom of speech i'll be putting more practical advice and leaflets to print out on my website to make sure I don't miss any more of their threatening messages, I have put YouTube into the special category labeled spam, which is, I gather, where pompous totalitarian messages are most safely and appropriately stored. You know, dry British humor. YouTube's prefects won't understand this unless they've seen the original Hitchcock version of The Lady Vanishes, but I'm English and a member of the MCC, and it is not in my nature to be bullied and told what to do by anyone, especially by especially by ignorant, humorless, jackbooted carpet knights, gangrels, gangrels, what's a gangrel? I guess a gang member, muggles, muggers, and scrofulous, <laughs> scrofulous, oleaginous, I guess uh, oleaginous is uh, 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 oozing with uh, oleomargarine. Larrikins, L-A-R-R-I-K-I-N-S. The war ain't over while the old man has breath, or until the fat lady sings. And so now to the main feature, which incidentally does not violate any of the official commandments in the YouTube Black Prayer Book. If they take this one down, then we know that this isn't business, it's personal they say that the miraculous... Well, by the way, YouTube will tolerate controversial material as long as it... In the, in the initial stages of the channel, if it's bringing in viewers, lots of viewers. But when the, the, the message is one they don't like, then they will uh, cancel that show and hope to keep the new viewers that, that that show brought in. That is how they operate. So if you start a YouTube channel, uh, you may uh, have initial success, but then if you're too successful with a controversial message, then you will get... It's the old bait-and-switch, folks. It's the old bait-and-switch. And I'm hoping the same is not true for BitChute. BitChute seems to be uh, covering everything that YouTube sensors. They say that the miraculous COVID-19 vaccine isn't quite ready yet, though there are those who believe it is ready and sitting in a warehouse waiting until enough people are scared sufficiently to take two knees and beg for it. 
they say they're still fiddling around with it. Yeah, and the tests of people are dying from it, are getting very, very sick from whatever it is they're calling a vaccine. You can imagine them at work, can't you? Add a bit more pepper, some arsenic, a touch of cyanide. I think it needs a splash more mercury to give it that really lethal quality. Boy, and it tastes good too. So since the drug company profits aren't going to boom for a while, they want us all to have a flu vaccination this year. That's why they have to make it mandatory by government edict because nobody wants these vaccinations. They won't buy them. They're not selling. That's why they have to mandate these vaccinations. They've probably got a few billion doses or something that needs using up because it's rotting on the shelves. In the UK, Hancock is like a bad villain in a pantomime. Oh, yes, you will. Oh, no, we won't. <laughs> Politicians everywhere have for years now been blasting those of us who question the value and safety of vaccination as dangerous idiots who must be ignored, suppressed, and silenced in every possible way. The enthusiasm for vaccination is widespread, so they tell us. I've never found that to be the case. The local drugstores say vaccination's free. They're giving them away, and still nobody wants them. They had to lower the price to free in order to get the stuff off the shelves. So why don't people trust vaccination or the people who promote it? First, they realize that everyone involved in pushing vaccines is making money out of them. Every year, GPs make an absolute fortune out of vaccinating patients. GP must mean general practitioner. They don't even do the work themselves. A nurse, care assistant, or passing cleaner actually does the syringe and needle stuff. I hope he's exaggerating. The doctor just spends the money. Second, people are aware that politicians, advisors, and doctors who are promoting vaccination with such enthusiasm won't defend their position. I am prepared to put my reputation on the line and to debate the value of vaccination in general and the proposed vaccines for COVID-19 and the flu in particular with any senior government figure or senior government medical advisor. In the UK, Boris Johnson and Matt Hancock both claim to know that vaccination is good for us. So why won't they debate the issue with me or any other doctor who has doubts? I can only think of one explanation. They know they will lose the debate. I would love to debate the issue of vaccination with Bill Gates. I would love to vaccinate Bill Gates with one of my own concoctions. Who seems to regard himself as an expert on the subject, but we all know there is no chance of that happening. And that's odd because Mr. Gates seems to love doing interviews, especially with organizations such as The Guardian and the BBC, with which he has financial links. Well, it's no longer the military-industrial complex. It is now the military-industrial media, medical mafia, Disinformation <laughs> complex, because it's all one giant, and you can you can name other industries 
that are part of it now. It's one giant corporation ruling over the world. If that's not what people used to call fascism, I don't know what is. It's big money supporting totalitarianism. Rich Jews supporting communist Jews. In the past, I used to debate the issue in public with vaccine supporters, but they always lost the debates, and so those those days they won't. These days they won't take the risk. If vaccine supporters really believe that vaccines are safe and effective, they should be willing to debate instead of trying to silence the doubters by simply saying, "We are right and you are wrong." So that's that. You're a nut. One of the many many oddities of the internet is that you can find all sorts of rubbish online. But you can't find those debates in which doctors debated with me and struggled and failed to defend vaccines and vaccination. Those have all disappeared. The bottom line is that patients are right to be worried about vaccines. The evidence available suggests that vaccines are neither reliably safe nor effective. There is a solid argument that although profitable for drug companies and doctors, they do more harm than good. The worldwide vaccine market is worth around $60 billion a year. Is that all? And rising fast. The refusal of those in power to debate the science is one of the reasons why people don't trust what they are told. The scientific evidence proves vaccinations are neither safe nor effective. Deceitful, dishonest drug companies haven't done much to improve trust. Politicians and journalists like to talk a great deal about conspiracy theories, but it doesn't occur to them that there is a massive conspiracy of silence about vaccination. They know. They're just not saying. The drug company spin doctors have convinced civil servants and journalists that vaccination is wonderful and essential. No, they haven't convinced them. They have told them what to say. They have bribed them to say it. And that anyone who dares to question vaccination programs must be a dangerous lunatic and must be suppressed. But if I am such a lunatic, why won't the politicians and experts debate with me? If I am so wrong, surely they could destroy me in a public debate. To be honest, I'd have to be stone drunk or fast asleep to lose a debate about vaccination. I've included scores of facts about vaccines in previous videos, but what about the fact that a company called GlaxoSmithKline, or GSK, is one of the top-earning vaccine companies in the world? One of its vaccines was Pandemrix. That's a horrible sounding name. If you want to have a pandemic, take Pandemrix. The H1N1 swine flu vaccine. Governments spent fortunes buying this stuff because Neil Ferguson, whose name is now pretty familiar to most of us, had predicted that the swine flu could lead to 65,000 deaths in the UK alone. In the end... The swine flu killed 457 people and had a death rate of just 0.026% of those infected, just like coronavirus. And the vaccine? Well, in Sweden and Finland, there were reports of narcolepsy occurring among children who had the H1N1 swine flu vaccine. It is reported that not all the safety problems were made public. I have seen a report that by December 2009, for each 1 million doses of the vaccine given, about 76 cases of serious adverse events were reported, though this was not made public. 
a paper published in the British Medical Journal in 2018, reported that GSK had commented that, quote, further research is needed to confirm what role pandemrix had, had played in the pandemic in the development of narcolepsy among those involved, unquote. The medical mafia, because it is controlled by Zionist Jews, gets away with genocide, folks. Literal genocide. The writer of the BMJ article commented, quote, Now, eight years after the outbreak, new information is emerging from one of the lawsuits that, months before the narcolepsy cases were reported in the manufacturer and public health officials, were aware of other serious adverse logged in relation to pandemics. So they were aware. The government was aware. The journalists were aware. But it wasn't being reported. Are we living on a planet of lies or what? Is this the time of Jacob's trouble or what? In Ireland, the government kept inviting people to get vaccinated even when it was clear that the pandemic was one on the wane and it was nowhere near the catastrophe portrayed by Ferguson, governments, industry, and the media. One member of the Irish Parliament called the adverse effects after pandemics a completely avoidable catastrophe. She told the then Prime Minister the health service executive decided to purchase Pandemrix and continued to distribute it even after they knew it was dangerous and untested. And you can say that about any vaccine, folks. You can say that about any vaccine. This problem is <laughs> it's like the three stooges are running big big pharma well they're also Jews we are living in the last days folks it's not going to get any better okay with about four minutes left uh, he, he has coronavirus updates toward the bottom of let me just click on Coronavirus, a conspiracy, as our concluding article for today. We haven't been told the truth about coronavirus. No government could possibly be as inept as this one has been in managing this alleged sudden outbreak, unless there was something else going on. If the government really wanted to protect us, they would have closed airports and banned flights and international travel. But they didn't. And why should we trust what we are told about the coronavirus. We all know that governments lie to the citizens all the time. Governments lied incessantly about the wars in Iraq, Afghanistan, elsewhere. How about Nazi Germany, Mr. Coleman? We were told we were fighting for freedom, but everyone with functioning cerebral tissues knows we were fighting for oil. Governments around the world lie constantly about the safety and effectiveness of vaccines. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. recently claimed that in America, the vaccine industry has captured the regulatory agencies, including the World Health Organization. No vaccine has ever been safety tested with a real placebo. The bottom line is that four vaccine manufacturers in the USA make $60 billion a year selling vaccines and $500 billion a year selling medications for the diseases that vaccines cause. And I'm here to tell you, 
that the medical industry causes and and, and their the related industry the food processing industry causes about 90% of disease that we experience in the world today at least 90% of the diseases are a direct result of the medical profession and the food process, food processing industry stay away from all processed foods the more processed the food the more poisonous it becomes eat real food apples oranges uh, whatever you don't buy anything that comes in a cardboard box it's a slow poison that's going to give you all kinds of side effects down the road if not immediately the epidemic of diabetes is directly related to processed sugar stop eating processed sugar it will eventually kill you and of course on Yahweh's Covenant people I've been talking about the illnesses caused by failing to observe Yahweh's laws and especially his dietary laws that if we fail to observe his laws we will get sick and big pharma is one of the main reason main reasons why we are failing to observe Yahweh's laws because people for some reason rely on the medical mafia uh, I can't remember the last time that I ever relied on big pharma I never had in, in my whole life I never I never wanted to go to doctors uh, but people seem to think that doctors know much know a lot they, they hardly know anything they're they're guess artists speculation artists their record for predicting these uh, epidemics is horrible. So why do we believe anything they say? It's be because people watch television. Watching television is a hazard to your health. That's the reality, folks. All right. I hope I have convinced a few people to avoid Big Pharma and especially to avoid vaccines. Vaccines are a total hazard to your health. Don't ever go there. Resist to your dying breath the vaccine industry. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. See you all next time. Free people will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise Yahweh and pass the ammunition. The Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James.